Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is a quadruple of uh, gym owners, um, you know, from Dirty Water Fitness out of Cambridge, Massachusetts. I got Joe Adelman, Tanner LaRose, Josh Fox, and Sarah Ennis. What's going on, you guys? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? What's up, dude? How are you doing? <laughs> Thanks doing for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to have you guys on. I, I told you before this, I've, uh, you know, usually I think the most that I've talked to is three gym owners. So having a four on, I'm excited. Um, see where this goes. But uh, awesome, awesome. I appreciate you guys taking time out of that busy gym owner life to be here with us, by the way. Um, but before we dive into more of, you know, the nitty gritty of what you have going on with your facility, um, why don't you tell us a little bit of, you know, what made you four get started with gym ownership in the first place? Yeah, so uh, we've all worked together in the past. We've all been friends um, outside of work as well. Anywhere from like three, four or five years together. Um, and then COVID kind of gave everybody obviously a kick in the ass, I think, and yeah. uh, shifted the way we had to do things and approach things. We all kind of went off and did our own thing independently, started building our own private client base. Um, from there, we had been tossing around the idea of potentially opening a gym one day, you know, kind of how it goes. And then all of a sudden we were like, why not? And, yeah, let's do it. You know, let's do it. And here we are. You know, I, I mean, obviously there's a lot more that happened in between, but that's kind of really, that's the gist of what happened. You yeah, know? no. And that's really cool that you guys, you know, took the risk to, to start a gym during this time. Uh, we talked a lot of people, you know, avoided that. I don't know if you guys know this actual statistic, but um, over 30% of fitness facilities went out of business from COVID entirely. Um, so, you know, it's pretty cool to see that you guys started something, not only that, and you're actually, you know, moving forward with it, doing well. Um, you have a good membership base, it seems like. Um, but awesome, awesome. So that leads me perfect to kind of my next topic. Why don't you give us a little elevator pitch of Dirty Water Fitness and the services that you offer? Um, yeah, so we're, um, I mean, we're a pretty cool place to train. Uh, we've <laughs> built a pretty cool spot, um, I'd like to say. Uh, we do mostly... Um, private training one-on-one -on -one is uh, really like probably 60% of what we do. Uh, we do small group classes um, twice a week, and then we're getting more into group training. Um, we have a bunch of cool toys, specialty bars that we love to play around with. Uh, we've partnered with uh, Perch, um, um, which is a camera that tracks speed of the bar, which is a really, really cool uh, toy that we like to use a lot with us and clients. Um, yeah, we have, being in Cambridge, we're at MIT, so we have a ton of really, like, data-focused kind of people over here, all the different industry and stuff, so that it really allows us to show them, like, right there in front of them what's happening in real time, and then and then over time, we can we can utilize that data. Right, and that, that's, like, the benefit of technology, too, right? There's so many different things that you could do now, different programs you could get as a gym owner. Um, I see a lot of people with, uh, you know, the the measuring body mass index and you know the their their fat levels um as part of you know the, the programs that they offer so that's cool that you guys offer a lot of different things um a question you know that i like to ask just because 
I think it's a good way for you guys to reflect um, on the past year that you've been a gym owner. Um, what was easier than you thought when it came to starting your business? And what was something that was more unexpected or more difficult, you know, with starting your gym? I think easier, I want to say we had a decent base of clients already, um, which was really nice because they're very loyal. So I want to say that was a little bit easier than we thought. And based on our location, we didn't have to do as much advertising as we had anticipated. Um, so we're right by a subway. We're in front of a bus stop and we're on a major intersection in Cambridge. Um, so that was a lot easier than we thought uh, to begin with. Okay, cool, cool. And what was something that was, you know, more difficult, more difficult that you thought? What was something that was challenging or, you know, unexpected to you when you started your gym? I mean, um, probably obvious answer, like all like the back end, like accounting, yeah. all the non-training parts of owning a gym. Mm -hmm. Definitely the hardest. Um, creating systems for how we run and how right. we count our books and yeah, to speak to that, I think we we probably would have had a little bit better plan coming into it, uh, but we we got a really good offer on this location, which, as we just stated, is you know pretty ideal. Uh, so we had to jump on it, and we went from signing a lease at the end of November 2020 to getting into the spot to actually start doing renovations and set up like second week of December, and we opened in January. So we, I mean, it, it just kind of happened quick. So. Uh, yeah. And, and that's super tedious too, right? You know, a lot of people get into gym ownership or, you know, starting their own facility, their own box, um, you know, with the passion of helping people. And they kind of forget that there's a whole business side of things that is necessary too. things like accounting, keeping track of your numbers, um, stuff like marketing. You know, this is all stuff that's really important. And even the systems that you create too, right? Because as you continue to grow, you know, it's kind of like a pendulum. You could grow there's such thing as growing too fast if you're if you're not prepared for it. Um, so that's great that you guys keep track of that. Um, yeah, awesome. So you're offering quite a few different types of services, all the way from private training to semi-private, even group training. Um, that leads me to my next question about how many members are you currently serving right now? Um, at any one time, we have anywhere between 70 and 80 probably active clients. Um, and again, as Joe stated, it's it's like 60 or so percent, like one-on-one -on -one training. So that, you know, that's a big, that's a big chunk of the bread and butter, um, uh, up to probably about a hundred or so, uh, with our group exercise stuff with the, you know, people coming in from class pass or like, uh, people that come in to just try it and kind of see how they like it for a class or two. And, and, uh, so we, we don't have a ton of turnover to be honest with you. Like uh, our, our, our whole business model is really focused around uh, community and building a really good community here. So, our clients aren't just clients. They're not just numbers. They're our friends. They're our family. We, we end up hanging out with them outside of this. So, you know, it, we have a really good, uh, loyal customer base. So it, uh, our, our business model kind of leads to that really nicely. Yeah. And, and community is so important too, right? Especially when you guys get first started, you're creating that base, um, you know, of what your business stands on. Um, it's important to have that community, especially as a smaller gym too, so that, you know, everyone feels connected because, you know, before you know it, your members are showing up less for the workout, more so to be with their friends, to, you know, hang out with the people that they're in classes with. Uh, so that's super cool as well. Um, great. So, so you have about 70 to 80 members. Um, I always like to ask, is that member base somewhere where you guys want to stop at? Or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces? 
Yes and no. Uh, I mean, we offer our space to independent trainers. Okay. Um, to who want need a place to train because we found that problem, which is why we opened. So we offer it to independent trainers. So that I mean, they're technically clients as well, you know, of our business. Uh, so we want to hit the gaslight on that as well as grow some of our other services. Um, I think we we kind of want to take it slow and, and continue the steady growth on our on our personal training, like our one on one clients, yeah. and then hit the gas on like small group group training, nutrition clients, you know, some of that other stuff as we as we look to expand and grow more in the future. And to okay. uh, speak to what Josh was saying, in New England, <clears throat> especially when the weather starts getting warmer, people want to be outside. Um, so we're looking to do more group training outside and there's a lot of parks, um, luckily where we currently are located. So that's another option that we're looking into. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Summer's coming up too. So that's like the perfect time to get started with, with the group training. Um, cool. So, so since you are, you know, wanting to see some new faces, help some more people, especially on that group training side, as you guys continue to grow, um, what are you actively doing right now, you know, to aid that growth process? Uh, we post on Instagram, um, like at least like three to four times a week. Um, we, we started to craft, um, email lists. Um, and aside from that, just plan, uh, we're talking about ways like in which to tackle like a marketing campaign, um, which stuff to tackle first, like do we want to focus on independent trainer rentals over clients or which one first or nutrition or what have you. And right. To speak to that as well. There's a, there are a lot of companies around here. So in, in East Cambridge and Kendall square, where we are, like I mentioned, there's MIT, but it's also the biotech capital of the world. Uh, Facebook's here as well. So we have all the tech and biotech and all that. So we're starting to reach out and, and partner with some of the, the companies. So as they bring their employees back, we'll be able to tap into that for, and that'll probably be a lot of the group, small group stuff, uh, subsidized client rate memberships and stuff like that um, there you go just overall exposure i mean we're on a podcast right now that's helping <laughs> in yeah. general um we're on business associations in cambridge as well we attend meetings um again anything just to get our name out there in general yeah yeah, yeah that's around us that's important, especially since you guys first started, you know, social media is one of those things that, that gets annoying and, you know, kind of tedious, but it, it's, you know, pretty crazy that nowadays you have to be on social media as a business, any business really. And, you know, even like Google Yelp, if people can't find you with a simple Google search, there's, you know, a pretty low possibility of them showing up to your facility. Um, so, you know, that's super important to, to stay on social media, to stay you know, posting and, and promoting your community. Um, have you guys ever done any type of paid advertising, things like Facebook ads, Instagram ads? Yeah, I think we've done both. Um, we've had a Black Friday sale that we put out an ad for. We put out uh, like a test ad for independent trainers and okay. after the couple months after we first opened. Um, but we haven't done too much. I think the return on that hasn't been worth it so far, but as we learn like how to create like an actual ad um, yeah. i'm sure it'll change right one of the things too is we've had such organic growth as we've mentioned just from our location where we haven't had to advertise a lot there and we didn't want to start advertising in a way that was going to get us uh overloaded and have to turn yeah. too many people away uh so we've really been focusing on our on our local like with half mile mile probably about a mile radius so like we've um 
we've sponsored a couple of local uh, high school varsity teams and things of that nature uh, to help them get more gear and stuff. And they throw our name on some banners and things like that. Um, just to like, you know, be a part of the greater community, but that's really been how we've been able to grow so far. Uh, so we haven't had to do as much at the social media, uh, actual marketing campaigns as you, you guys just alluded to Joe, you know, I mean, why spend cash in ads when we're already having people just walking through the door. Yeah. No, but very true. And, and you guys are lucky for that too. You know, I, I've talked to a lot of gym owners and most times it's not really like that for them. It's always a really, really slow start that first year, you know, difficult to get members. Um, but yeah, no, definitely digital marketing is a learning curve for sure. Um, I, I started in, in 2016 was when I first started running ads on Facebook. And I think for the first year and a half, I, I definitely lost more money than I made. Um, so, so it's definitely a, a learning curve. I agree on that. Um, yeah. So, so you guys rely mostly on referrals, um, you know, to get people in community outreach. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We had a great network, <clears throat> pardon me. We had a great network coming in. Um, so that again, that really helped us just that's, get started that's really gets, yeah, just to get started. Okay, cool, cool. And when you were running those marketing campaigns, those black Friday sales, um, you know, what type of results were you guys seeing? We had, we had a couple of, I think it was mostly from current clients, um, which we were happy to um, sell them. Um, I think maybe, maybe one or two hits on Instagram, but nothing too crazy. But, um, you know, we learned from it. We learned how, we learned stuff like of what not to do, stuff we could do for like the next time we run an ad like that. And they were pretty small ads too. They weren't huge. They right. weren't big, long, big ones. So yeah, like maybe like 50 bucks on Instagram at the most. Yeah, just kind of testing it, testing the water, see how it works. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. And yeah, so I know you are um, wanting to start group training, you know, maybe get some more clients in on that side at least. Um, how many clients do you guys think you could hypothetically handle? Per class or? Um, just, I guess, yeah, that would be better in class. In general, like if you guys were to continue growth, add some more members on, what would be your cap in your mind? Like, hey, let's not go over this number. Um, this would be what we're comfortable sitting at. I think one-on-one -on -one training wise, it's hard to say an actual number because we have right. all of the other trainers that train here. So like, for example, like, like if we have um, someone who needs like evenings, like seven, 8 p.m., we have a trainer, Jake, who does the wait times, which will like, will um, filter him leads or like we have Aaron who trains in the morning, we'll give her early morning clients. So it's hard to say like an actual number because mm -hmm. like, they can still be at full time. They're still right. part of yeah, to what Joe was saying, there are times where we not necessarily don't want to do, but there's times where we're like, okay, well, if somebody else wants to take this time, one of our other trainers, they can have it and they're happy to oblige that. So we're just trying to fill up almost every time slot, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we, we wear a lot of hats as we've talked about, you know, yeah. so we, we have to really find a good balance between the four of us in our training. Uh, but we could take on, I, I mean, at least probably three to five more independent trainers uh, coming in here to use the space. Um, the two classes we have right now are, are pretty full. We could take some more people, I mean, some, some new people, but we'd end up having a wait list most likely. We, because of our space limitations, we have around 1,000 to 1,200 square feet. So we try and cap it at around eight, eight to 10 people. 
because we don't want anybody falling over anything or we want we want them to have enough room um so that's kind of what we do per class inside right um, especially with covid it kind of changed the max capacity of of what you could have in your facility right yeah. it did actually for so in cambridge during covid we got lucky because it was one person per thousand or sorry 10 people per thousand square foot and that's about what we were handling anyway so it just sort of worked out um for us we kind of we kind of chose the space for that reason knowing that we we'd rather start smaller and be able to grow later than take mm -hmm. a space that we couldn't even fill up because of covid regulations mm -hmm. um so so we're right now we i mean the biggest area of growth that we could probably take on right at this moment would probably be nutrition and we i mean we could probably take on I guess it depends. We have a lot of services we offer with regard to nutrition, but we could take on, you know, 20 or so people probably um, just through nutritional services. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Sure that yeah. we're focusing on currently. Cool. Cool. So tell me a little bit, you know, about your guys' sales process. Um, so what happens, you know, after you have someone who's interested that's coming in your gym, uh, maybe they're a referral, what's your process from turning them to, you know, an interested client to a paid member? Yeah, so um, we reach out directly to them. Um, they either fill out a form submission and so on, as you, you know, and uh, or they pop in and start talking to us. We usually set up a, an evaluation session. We just a, a time to sit down with them, talk to them, get to know who they are, what they need, what they want, what they're you know, uh, what the reason for coming in is, and uh, and then we take it from there. And, and we really one of the big things is we we really make sure we listen to the person, and right. then if we're not the right fit for them. We don't try to sell them something that's not for them. Um, and we try to set them up with somebody who would really match their personality, who has the experience to work with them based on their skills and you know where they're at and, and what their goals are. Um, from that first eval session, depending, we need to set up a second one to a little bit more in depth if the person needs more um, exercise testing or something more specific to a sport or something like that. Uh, or if they're just there for general fitness, what we'll do is we'll take them and we'll say, uh, sign them up right then if they're interested or we'll let them kind of feel it out and see how they're going. We check in in, in 24 to 48 hours usually uh, if we haven't heard back from them yet and we just kind of keep the ball rolling from there. Um, you know, cool. we don't really, uh, like do like any hard sales really, which uh, I like a lot. Um, like working at gyms, like it's mostly a sales role. Yeah larger gym like it's it's less about the actual training more just numbers monthly numbers 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 um like like uh this gym is cool because like it's a training gym people know what we are um and like if if someone comes here they're coming here and asking about training not like we're grabbing them off the gym floor and like here's a free session let me do some sales yeah. tactics to <laughs> uh, here's a free t-shirt sign up yeah, yeah. Like, like, I guess a big part of what our sales tactic is, is this is who we are. This is what we do. And this is how we can help you. And, and if that's for you, then, you know. Yeah, no. And transparency is such a good thing, especially, you know, like I said, being a small facility, that's really how you differentiate differentiate yourself from other facilities, especially the big box gyms is by, like you said, listening and really caring and acting like you care to, you know, the clients that come in, listening to their goals, their, you know, issues, um, you know, the, how much they want to lose weight and, and giving them the best advice on how to get there. Um, so that's great to hear as well. 
Um, now, who does the selling currently? Do all of you guys um, partake in, in you know, uh, processing and, and turning members into, you know, selling members? We, we have a lot of autonomy here and we've been through, we've all had various sales training in some form or another. So when someone has an evaluation, they do it however they see fit. Um, we don't have specific guidelines yet because there's just four of us. Um, as Josh was saying, we trust each other. So if anything goes wrong, we can always put our heads together. We always talk about what happened in the evaluation, what we could change. Um, it's like I said, a lot of autonomy. Yeah. I mean, Joe and Sarah typically end up fielding most of the emails um, when the, the form submissions, uh, we haven't heard as much from Sarah. Uh, she's kind of, she keeps all of our heads on straight to be completely honest with you. She's our like voice of reason. Um, but they, they tend to kind of just, you know, respond to the emails real quick when people come in and then we just kind of filter them out from there and just send them to who, whoever, you know, best fit would be. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's trending into time constraints. Who can do this? Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely. And that's really good that you guys, you know, I heard you talking a couple times about having systems, making things auto autonomous. So, you know, it, it's good to hear that you have like a systems in play that you could kind of copy and paste to, to any, you know, person that works for you, any trainer that comes in. Um, so that's great to hear. I did want to talk about uh, you know, a little bit about, you know, Ascension and the layers of services that you guys have. I know you're thinking about adding things like nutrition and accountability. Um, do you have any other type of services that you offer that you could ascend your clients to, to, you know, make more profit, make more revenue for yourself as a gym owner? Uh, yeah, I mean, our, our goal, as we keep growing, I think our, our greater vision is, uh, you can call it a one-stop shop almost, but we want to make yeah. sure that we can, we can address all the needs of all of our clients, uh, whatever they may be. So incorporating physical therapy in the near future, uh, massage therapy, uh, partner assisted stretching. And, uh, I mean, even as in the little bit further out future, um, even things like a, a wellness spa and stuff like that, you know, like just really being able to touch on all of the different places that we see needs in our area. Um, at the, the more immediate future is more like the nutrition services. We just implemented that. So we really want to grow that, um, gaining more independent contractors, making sure people know that they have a place that they can bring their clients. Most, most of the big box gyms, the commercial spots, if they even see somebody that they think is trying to train somebody else, they kick them out. You know what I mean? And, and it's hard to be an independent trainer. So you can do virtual stuff. You can do in person, but we believe we do virtual sessions as well. So we can reach anybody anywhere, but we really believe in, in that personal connection. So if we're able to meet with our clients and we're able to really come in here and help, help the greater community and those other trainers, like that's really one of the big services that we want to be able to offer. But then, you know, that one-stop shop, being able to expand into these other, these other avenues. And Definitely. And that's a trend that I've seen, you know, with a lot of gym owners, especially since, you know, now we're kind of post COVID hopefully, um, <clears throat> is that a lot of them are turning into one-stop shops and adding things, offering things like nutrition, accountability, supplements, um, you know, merch, food and drinks, like, you know, all of these things, um, your clients are most likely going to buy outside of your facility. Of course, you don't want to look at your clients as some type of cash cow or, you know, let's add this on, let's add this, let's sell them merch, let's set them subs. Um, but, you know, in, in general, they're going to be buying things like this when they start training with you at your facility. So if you could offer things like supplements, things like merch, nutrition, like you said, it makes it all that much better for you and gives you that much more breathing room to, you know, get more revenue and, and make more profit. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. Have you ever thought of, of doing anything like supplements as well? Or are you more focused on, on nutrition right now? We've definitely tossed around the idea of starting our own supplement label. Okay. Um, I guess from there, uh, it's just finding the right time to start that for us, you know, and, uh, I think we're probably coming up on it pretty soon, but yeah, we've definitely tossed that idea around. Yeah. Supplements is huge. And in, in one way, like I almost think nutrition and accountability is, is super great to have as well, but supplements is something that, that people are more likely to buy. You know, if you, if you start training someone, sign someone up at your, at your facility, that's one of the first things they do is go buy protein BCAs, maybe a fat burner, fat burner. Um, so to have these things, um, offered at your facility will make it that much better for you. I even, I've talked to some gym owners and they, the way they sell it. Cause I, I know a lot of people just keep it up on a shelf and then expect it to sell itself. Um, I've heard of some people who offer it in their sales process. Right. So when you, when you sign someone up, um, you know, you make the offer like as well, we could, you know, get you protein, um, you know, the BCAs, the fat burner, you could add that as well, you know, with your monthly membership. So that, that's something that I thought was really smart too, that I heard the other day. Yeah. And, uh, instead of having all that stuff kept on hand, you know, there's, there's some companies out there that do drop shipping and all that. Yeah. So we set up our own account and just when somebody buys it, sell it and it sends to them. So we don't even have to worry about the in-between, you know? So, right, right, right. Super smart. The, the world's changing now with the internet, so much stuff going on with e-commerce too. And, you know, drop shipping. It's pretty crazy to see. Um, now if you guys could wave, a magic wand essentially and have your business be in the exact position that you want it. Um, what would that look like to you guys? We would probably open up the second spot. Okay. Uh, ideally have both of the gyms be paid for by the uh, trainers that we rent space to. Well, or like at least to cover that rent for both spaces. Um, we partner with this PT company um, we're actually going to um, link up with uh, probably when we, probably end of 2022. Uh, we'll partner with them. They'll be at full time. We'll refer clients to each other. Um, and then, yeah, stuff like in the future, like opening up the wellness options. Um, and I mean, take over the whole building, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take awesome. over all the offices, just have a, a whole, a whole wellness center all in one spot, you know, one stop shop. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I heard you guys talking a little bit that you're on the fence, whether you should be um, going for more trainers in your facility or, or pushing for members. What's got you on the fence with that? Um, I don't know if we're on the fence so much as we got to, it, it's more of a timing thing. Right. We only have so much time to train people ourselves. Right. So we, it's kind of finding the right balance. So, I mean, our schedules are pretty full. We could take on a few clients. We have enough interest already we get pretty steady leads. So as far as like the one-on-one training, I think I don't even know so much that we're on the fence, I guess, for the trainers. It's, we just okay. have to you know, start marketing toward it. It's right. Right. When we're going to hit the gas really hard or if we're just kind of cruising, um, you know, we're looking to expand. So it's just all of a timing situation. Right. So we don't, as we spoke of earlier, we don't want to get too much interest and then have to turn people away. So we're just trying to, trying to find that balance, which is we're, very tough. We're, we're right. rolling up right now on that point where we're rolling up to the line where we're going to end up hitting the gas soon, you know? So we're, we're just kind of trying to feel out exactly where that, that 
green light is, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's a pendulum, right? At, at one point you could be all the way over here, not have enough members, have too many trainers, and then it flips and then you have too many members, not enough trainers. So finding that, you know, that perfect balance in the middle it is important. Um, but cool, you guys. So I do like to talk a little bit as well, just about your future and goals with your facility for the year. Um, you talked a little bit that you want to expand eventually, get a second location, but in the immediate next six to 12 months, um, where do you guys see yourselves in the next six months? What's your goal? Um, definitely get a line of credit from the bank um, so we can like get like, uh, all the squat racks. We can pay for all the cooling flooring. Um, I think we're going to get a strip of tarp if I really want it. Uh, actually, this one back here. Yeah, so we're, we have a uh, confirmation that we can now, we know that we're going to be able to expand January 2023. So we'll have another 1,650 square feet at the same location. Um, we're just adding on to two separate spaces separated by a common area. Um, but we'll be able to start adding a whole bunch of services. So we're getting, we're getting, like I said, we're rolling up to that, that line for that green light. So uh, in the next six to 12 months, our goal is to be able to have that spot fully outfitted, top of the line, state of the art, you know, real personalized, all the, the brand, custom branded turf and everything. Um, start bringing in more, more trainers, more clients and uh, partner with that PT company. And, and I mean, the ultimate goal, <clears throat> as you asked earlier, what our goal was, if we can uh, wave a magic wand would be to have this running by itself to be hands off, I guess, as you could, as you'd put it, not necessarily completely hands off, but in the day to day, um, just having it run like a well-oiled machine and we can take a step back and kind of breathe a little bit, but also be like, Oh, okay, look what we created now. Let's enjoy what we created. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's a goal for most business owners, right. To get a point of freedom and, you know, have this thing like a well-oiled machine running on its own. And just by talking with you guys, you know, it's, it's really good that you're, you're focused on that and you're creating systems and, you know, operations for things like sales, um, you know, for your back end work, because that'll make it that much easier eventually as you continue to grow to, to take that step back and, you know, let it run itself. Yep. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. And uh, I think we're probably going to end up doing some crowdfunding at some point, okay. you know, as opposed to taking loans, we'd rather do some pre-sales or something through like Patronicity or, or one of those guys. Um, Have you tried any like fast cash plays ever? Um, I mean, I guess it's not a way to get like a huge amount of money, but uh, you know, like running ads towards your current members, trying to sell, you know, year long memberships at a discounted price, um, you know, stuff like that. Lifetime memberships. I've heard a lot of, gym owners who avoid, um, you know, stuff like loans, uh, you know, getting lines of credit as well by running, you know, fast cash plays, running ads directed straight to the members you already have, um, you know, and selling pretty much it's usually year memberships, um, you know, and doing crazy amounts of money, like, like 20, 30 grand in a month off that's, the numbers that they have. So it's, it's crazy. That's kind of what we were thinking for the pre-sale would, would be something like that, where we're, we're just selling something ahead of time, right? So we, we're going to start doing some more merch sales um, and we're going to probably try to figure out what, what new services and what other types of services we can offer for that new space. Okay. Uh, so we, can, we can get people signed up ahead of time so that we can fund the space a little bit without having to dig into the bank account, so to speak, right. you know what I mean? use that money to then grow the space and then just have it roll from there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Awesome. You guys. Well, perfect. Um, I think that's a pretty good place to, to start to wrap things up on this episode. Um, but before we do sign out of here, please give a shout out um, to your website, your social media pages, uh, just so the listeners can find some more info on you and your gym. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we're dirty water fitness, um, Instagram handle dirty water fitness. Uh, we try to keep it simple. Uh, dirtywaterfit.com. Check us out. Say hi. Say what's up. Send us a form submission. If you just want to say hi, uh, send us a message. Um, our email is contact at dirtywaterfit.com. Um, you can find all of our personal Instagram handles there too, but mine's Josh Fox PT. And, um, Joe Adelman's PT. Tenacious Tan Man is mine. <laughs> oh, Coach Krennis. <laughs> so yeah, seriously, give us a follow, send us a message, say hey, say what's up. And if you're around, if you ever, if anybody ever finds himself around, our door is always open for you included, Alex. Seriously, I mean, we have a community here, so. Of course, I have never been to the Massachusetts area, but I've been wanting to go visit Boston and that whole area. Um, but I appreciate it, you guys. Dirty Water Fitness out of Cambridge, Massachusetts. Um, we appreciate your guys' time, and I look forward to seeing what you could accomplish down the road. Um, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. As for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back, guys, to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we dive in the trance of gym owners. We talk the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I'm your host, Austin Montero. Today, we're joined by Christopher Bustle of Southwest Barbell and Fitness in Lawton, Oklahoma. Christopher, what's going on, man? Not much. Just hanging out. It's a good morning. Love it. Love it. We're coaching this morning or no? No, Thursdays uh, are my are my off day training yeah. and from the gym. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. Thursday is like the, the the universal rest day, right? Uh, nice. I remember those days too, man. Definitely lighter days in the gym. So yeah, man, appreciate you coming on. I'm excited to talk about Southwest Barbell and Fitness. Uh, this stuff is, you know, the stuff I love. So let's dive in, man. So you could have done anything in the world, right? Could have been a doctor, lawyer, whatever. Uh, why did you choose to start this business and go down this path of entrepreneurship within the fitness world? Uh, well, I started uh, college as a nurse. I always kind of knew from a little from a little guy that I wanted to help people in some capacity. Right. Uh, but I don't I don't do well with uh, with like blood, you know. And so I was in nursing school, being like, I don't know, I'm going to make it. I don't know, I'm able to do this for a career. Right. And then I always noticed uh, there was a guy who owned a CrossFit gym, and we were going to school at the same time. And after class. I, did, I didn't do much partying college. I would just go to his gym and hang out forever. Yep. Eventually, he was like, yo, man, I'll pay for you to get certified because he was getting overwhelmed. He was growing like, yep. you know, you're already here all the time. And you said, I love this stuff. I'll pay for your certified. And then you just hang out and help me, you know, help me coach. And then from there, I changed my major to exercise science. 
I took one or two clients. I was going to school, training like three clients, helping them out, working all Navy and then slowly. I got enough clients to where I could, you know, quit working part time. And then that's all I, that's all I had to do was able to support myself just being a personal trainer. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, uh, so kind of got started, we'll say in the CrossFit space coaching and that, obviously there's a lot of barbell and CrossFit. I were doing weightlifting, powerlifting, maybe some bodybuilding type movements, uh, you know, but yeah, so very cool. So when did you go from, uh, coaching there to then starting Southwest Barbell and Fitness and maybe just talk to us about let's go into like picking out your physical location your physical space uh, mm. you been in the same space all seven years or have you kind of moved as you've, as you've grown? We, we, we moved around so okay. actually uh, the guy it was CrossFit Havoc Jim he eventually moved and I tried to buy the gym from him but I was still a junior in college yeah so I just didn't have right. any capital and right. so someone actually bought the gym from him and that guy wasn't able to meet the amount he needed. So I found a private investor and I made the difference. Got and it. then, so I guess I was an investor, but the deal was yeah. like, okay, I'll, I'll give you X amount, but I'm going to take a little space. I'm going to run my personal training business okay. kind of out of it. Right. And we, we had a little kind of, kind of a symbiotic uh, relationship. Okay. And then as most things goes, the time things kind of got, less and less cordial as he grew and yeah. we grew kind of things yeah. bumped heads. Yeah. And then that's kind of when I went off and started my own, my own yeah. gym. <clears throat> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, we could talk about that for a while, right? Like, uh, having yeah. partnership and fitness, I feel it's hard, especially when it's two men, you know, like, yeah, I have a similar story, man, that I won't dive into, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's very interesting. I don't really, I'm sure there's a lot of little things and every situation is different, but yeah. Yeah, it is a it is a tough uh, scenario. Like, I feel like partnerships you need two different kind of skill sets, right? Like maybe I'm the finance guy and you're like the coach or the marketer, or the right? Favorite, like, yeah. Otherwise, just like you said, eventually we're buttonheads, right? So eventually, yeah. So talk to us, uh, Christopher, about uh, the the space right now. Where's the space you're in now? What's the vibe? Um, what does it look like? Platforms uh, set up. Well, we, we are, we are pretty lucky that we have a a giant facility. So um, I was super lucky and humble that during COVID I had a very different experience than most gym people Uh, um, coming, coming up to COVID. I was really getting close to reaching burnout. So the staycation was really nice. Then coming out of the, uh, the quarantine, my competitors didn't fare as well. And so I came in, came into a new market with people who really want to go back out in the world. And I really didn't have any competitors and the building I was, was in now was the, the, the people left the landlader, the landlord high and dry, just off the lease. The landlord was kind of scrambling to get someone in there. So I got an awesome facility for just right place, right time, you know? Yeah. 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 Timing timing is so important, right? In business timing is so important. Yeah. I can definitely, uh, Second that man all day. Oh, so square footage wise, what are we looking at here? Size of um, we got about thirty four thousand square feet. Thirty four thousand. Yeah, we're pretty we're pretty oh, big. Man. Yeah, pretty That's enormous, man. Yeah, it's 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 pretty unique. Yeah, um, but we we it's essentially three warehouses. Yeah, but they're very long as opposed to square. So it's right by each other. So, um, okay. So like the first room is more like split down the middle, like powerlifting, Olympic lifting. Yeah. And then the middle lane, we call it, that's like, uh, that's a crop more CrossFit orientated. 
And then the last room we call the introverted barbell club room. It's kind of like the last room. A lot of people that don't want to be bothered, they want their own little space. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We call that. So that's the slowest of the two rooms. People go in there if they really want to, you know, some people don't want to be part of the community. They want to get in and get out. Yeah. You know. Well, I can definitely second that second that man. I, yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. That's awesome. So yeah, 34,000 square feet, obviously a massive space. So let's let's dive into like business operations, Christopher. The, let's run us down the services that you guys are offering right now inside the business. So we offer open gym. So people 24 hours they come in, they can use facilities. That's just essentially you have your own program, you know what you're doing, you, you just want to utilize the space. Yeah. And then we have what we call the coaching membership, but that includes personal training and or uh, you can take classes. So we have a GPP class, a general physical preparedness class, a strength and conditioning. And then we have an Olympic lifting class and a strongman class. Right. Okay. Uh, we work uh, the market that we've really kind of tapped into, honestly, is uh, like older older middle-aged women and then young kid athletes uh when i first started as a trainer i had one female client I'm just going to show how much the industry has changed so seven years ago seven years ago i had one lady client now fast forward now over 60 percent of my clientele are female and i have almost 300 mem- members awesome so man. I just goes like how like women are really wanting to be involved yeah. in this space you know and it's you know, a couple of years, a decade ago, they were, it was still taboo. It's still this taboo now for for a lot yeah, of, a lot of yeah, women. So, yeah. yeah. I think that's one of the uh, pros that CrossFit maybe brought along is like women oh, get sure. lifting and that's, that's probably going to be its biggest lasting impact. I think, you know, when we look back at things in 20 to 30 years, like. Ab- absolutely. I think there, there are all sorts of criticisms you can throw at the methodology of CrossFit, but something you yeah. have to give them credit for. I think that I was reading a couple of years ago, there were 7,000 competitive athletes in USAW. And then four years from there, now it's like 27,000. And that is for sure because of CrossFit bringing yeah. Olympic lifting back to the people's, you know, consciousness. Yeah, man, 100%. Probably, again, yeah. probably one of its better things is it's brought to the fitness industry. But um, yeah, Christopher, so we have a PT, open gym, you got the GPP class, Ali class, strongman class. Of those classes, how many? What? Which one is the most um, attended? GPP, Olympic lifting. Def- how does it break? Definitely down? Olympic lifting because we've done a good yeah. job uh, selling the idea of how the Olympics overlapped into general sport. So yeah. the the issue is we have a lot of young athletes, about twelve to sixteen, and you know yeah. bros love to bro out, especially at that age. We were all that age. Oh, yeah. So it's hard for me to get these kids on a cohesive program when I know that they're they're going to weights at high school, you know, and I don't want them to squat and then they not tell me and then come see me and then they squat again. Yeah. So we definitely use Olympic lifting because it has a lot of overlap, but it doesn't really cause a lot of soreness or, right. you know, affect your next yeah. day. You can really sure. kind of supplement that in. So, yeah. so yeah. And we, we've had a lot of kids just really uh, feel more powerful on the field Right. And so yeah. we've, so our limit lifting is definitely, definitely taken off. Okay. Very cool, man. Yeah. Which of those three are you looking to 
like we'll say grow over the next year gpp at all or, or kind of stick with what you're doing now I'll um, do I, I would like for the gpp class to grow i mean what i mean by that is we have a lot of clients that we've trained for a lot of years and at this point now i just do the program and they don't need to be babysat yeah. but i feel like they have kind of got neglected in in our space so we kind of kind of bring them back into the fold and get them back in the community have them like yo you've been with me for three years try a class you know what i'm saying right. do some wall balls do some skiing you know yeah yeah sure yeah and i think that's where we can have like a like a maybe the biggest impact on people is that gpp person mm-hmm. like you said women uh and maybe get some more men back into place but yeah, I think that's where we're going to have a massive impact. So, yeah, very cool, man. So I appreciate you breaking on the services. Let's talk about marketing. Um, I think, like, the clarity of the message we put out there and our brand uh, is super important. So what has uh, your marketing strategy been like um, during the course of these past seven years, and what is it like right now? Um, I've always kind of gone with the marketing idea that, like, fitness is for everyone. That So – um, one of the biggest, I think one of the biggest hurdles is just getting this kind of environment, um, a gym with big round weights. We don't have yeah. a lot of machines that, uh, I think the biggest, uh, the biggest road bump is just intimidating factor, sure. you know, showing people that like, it doesn't matter that you're a soccer mom, you can do a deadlift. You know, there, there's an athlete in everyone and these things will benefit you just getting people to. Sometimes the hardest part is getting people in the door. And then once they're in there, they realize it's not so bad. We've really gone with uh, a community focused uh, marketing. Our, our slogan is let's get stronger together. Right. And we really believe not in putting anyone in a box, whether you're a powerlifter, an Olympic lifter, a bodybuilder, you are welcome to the fold. There is a space for you. And we will do our best to accommodate you. That's kind of been, uh, our marketing strategy going forward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really, we just try to make people feel like they're legitimately a part of a community. <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah, which, which is obviously a great thing. Yeah. And a great thing we can provide to people, especially nowadays. You know, people, people are looking for that space outside of work in their home to connect and, and build relationships. Have you guys dabbled in any digital marketing, paid advertising, you know, using Facebook or Google or um, Instagram or anything like that? Um, yeah. So starting off with the business, it was me and my wife. Uh, my wife was the brains behind the marketing and the social media. And I was, the, I was the coach, but now she's in the past two years has got a new career. Okay. And so she has been slowly kind of like, I've been slowly taking over that role. So I've been just kind of following her, her footprint. We mostly use Facebook and Instagram. Okay. And then we pay for a firm to manage our website on Google. Make sure that when you Google yeah. gyms in town, you know, we're the first ones to pop up. We're yeah. trending yeah. on that one. But yeah, but uh, the first the first half of me owning the business, I was just the coach. I would just show up and coach yeah. people. And then right. they would had someone behind the scenes doing all that for me. Yep. And now, you know, she's got her careers taken yep. off. So now I've had to kind of take that burden on. So it's been a sure. learning because I'm not the best. I tell people like, I'm a great coach. Yeah. I'm not a good business owner. I, I've been, just, I've been just making it up as I go along retrospect. If I could go back and take one or two business classes alongside my fitness classes, I would have. But- yeah. <laughs> I, 
I hear you, man. I could go back and look at my time owning my gyms and same thing. You know, it's like it started out like you, you know, you're passionate about it. You want to coach people, but then we learn there's so much more to it. You know, I, I hate to say on the business side because it's a business in general, but yeah, man, for sure. It's like those systems in place are so essential to scaling and growing, but yeah. obviously if you have 300 members, we're doing something. We're doing right, something. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, Christopher, like, um, New person, have you with the marketing piece? We'll stay there before I go to the next part. But any initial offers that you guys have done that have worked well, like a free week or like six week challenges or twenty eight day challenge or like bring a friend or a free class or what's like that initial offer to get people? Um, we need? always do uh, your first workouts free, um, yeah. and we have a, a military discount because we're in Fort Sill, and oh. that's our that's our biggest. Uh, the mar- mar- our biggest market yeah, is sure. uh, the, the military athlete. Okay. okay. Um, but no, I, I tried like bring a friend and stuff, but I just feel like the, I feel like the best marketing ever is just get people results. You know, yeah. when one person comes in and they get stronger and they feel better about themselves, they're going to talk about you. You know, yeah. I've spent, I've spent so much money. And I'm sure it does help people seeing my brand on Facebook, keep it in the forefront of their mind. But mostly I would say more than half the people that are walking just come, Hey, my friend comes here and spoke highly of you. And I really don't feel there's anything better than word of mouth. So again, if you just build a strong community and you give to community and you cultivate that community, that community will take care of you. (laughs) Yeah, man, for sure. Like at the end of the day, we're, we're selling results, right? So we people yeah. get results. Obviously, they're going to be our raving fans for us and tell and tell everybody. So yeah, man, that is awesome. Um, so we get a new member, right? They come in the door. Now you're you said your wife kind of used to handle this, and now this is your responsibility. Yeah. What is that process like? For I joined today, I come in to get me started. I know I do a fr- free uh, first sessions, you know, free. Do you talk to them when they come in? Is there like a consultation or how do you get them yeah. to have a session for like a full-fledged member? There's definitely a consultation and then we have a little survey, you know, make sure you have any, any injuries, any high blood pressure, any stomach injury. And then we kind of try to get them to oversimplify what their goals are. Usually most people is they want to look good and get healthier, right? So I think that we, we have... Um, we have what I call a health first approach, right? So I think that you have to be healthy before you can be fit, yeah. right? That, that, that's the first step. Um, we, 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 we really try to get people to realize that like you're here, it's gonna be ba- baby steps over a long period of time. I try not to A, nickel and dime anyone. You know, I don't really sell supplements. I don't sell t-shirts. I'm yeah. here just to get you fit and healthy. That's it. To so try to get people to realize that. Um, I, there, I don't charge for extra services. You know, it's $110 a month, whether you come one day a week or six days a week, whether I do your nutrition or don't do nutrition, okay. that's the price. So people just kind of realize um, for the very first session that it is a long-term commitment. Um, so try to give a survey, try, 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 try to get them to realize what their goals are, short-term, long-term goals. And then we put them through a little workout, usually like some sort of squat, some sort of press, just try to see how they move upper and lower. Yeah. And then we build a program from them for them from there. And the goal is either from there to like, we build a program to transition them into class. We use this, we use personal training 
as an on-ramp to get them either, either into class or into their desired sport. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I was every, try to start everybody with PT, right? Personal training. Right. Yes. So a nice higher ticket um, uh, initial offer, if you will. And then we yeah. get into a class or program of where they're best fit. Cool, man. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Awesome. yes. I like, yeah. I like, like, well, yeah, Chris, we've been open seven years. 300 members. So obviously you want to keep these people as long as possible, right? Retention is uh, super important. Definitely the longer I think the business stays open to our success. Um, what do you guys do to keep your clients engaged, whether it's like communicating with them outside the gym or events, or maybe you're hosting kind of weightlifting competitions or clinics. What, what, what are you guys doing to uh, best practices to keep members engaged and to keep your attention at the highest level it can be? Uh, well, all of the above, we do lots yep. of seminars, we do competitions. Um, I feel like the best thing you can do is just that. So I don't do contracts. Okay. It is automatic invoice, but it is all month to month. No one is bound to sign up for six months. Um, I tried contracts for a while and from, I understand that that is, I am the odd man out in this standpoint. It is really terrifying to know that people can cancel whenever. You know, uh, it is a high risk, but it's really hard for me in this market because so many people are military and yeah. they're here for such a weird yeah, number of times. So when people come in like, hey, I'm only here for four months. I'm like, well, it's a six month contract. I noticed that turned a lot of people away. So yeah. I'm like, you know, there is, there is no contract, but it is automatic invoice being canceled any time yeah. kind of makes people feel a little bit better if their future in this town is uncertain. Sure. That kind of makes sense. But I really feel like our, 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 our retention to kind of combat that is just really an open line of communication, right? Um, our athletes, anyone can come in and talk to us and messages anytime we're really good about answering. If someone needs, and just noticing coaching strategies and signs, noticing if people are frustrated, you know, knowing that people are having a hard time, if during the middle of the cycle, they're not performing well, um, approach them, talk to them, treat them yeah. like human beings. Sure. Uh, generally, generally, that's how we retain people, just really making them uh, feel welcome, make them feel like they're a part of something bigger than themselves, and really just going out of your way to engage and talk to that person, you know, Definitely. They're a human first and athlete second. Ask them how their day is. Ask sure. them how their kids are doing, you know, yeah. and then notice the signs. If they're not performing well, ask questions, you know, what's going on at home? You know, yeah. you know, last week or the couple of weeks ago, you were hitting these weights, looked really good. You know, what's, what, what's going on? Yeah. Um, I really think that like the highest level of coaches, most people can coach a snatch clean and jerk fairly well. Right. But the highest level coach is like Losh's coach, the best limiter. It's it's all sports psychology. Yep. Getting that guy to manage their anxiety, yeah. get them to get in a state of flow when you need them to. I think that's I think that's an underappreciated skill. Is just having these psychological tools to just deal with people because you know people are not machines. They have bad days. That's for sure, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a big part of our business, right? We're not just in the fitness business, but we're in the that relationship business, the accountability, the coaching business, right. community building business, all of it. And yeah, like, uh, it's so funny. You said people are not machines. I was almost laughing because I used to have this motto 
that uh, we make machines back, you know, when Cross was all crazy. Yeah, back in yeah. 2011, year, uh, 10, 11, back in those times. But uh, yeah, man, uh, being able to communicate with people and talk to them. And like you said, they're human first before they're an athlete. So yeah, so true. Um, Christopher, with the retention piece and like attrition, like I told you earlier, I talked to gym owners all over uh, this country and Canada too. So what has it been like for you this first quarter, you know, Q1 of 2022, which is crazy. As far as like from a nutrition rate, you know, I, I hear stuff all over the country, good, bad, ugly, uh, month to month, you know, uh, January, February, March. What has it been like for you? Has that been a plus or negative gaining members each month? For those three it's, months? it's been quite a climb. It's been, it's been going so crazy well that I had to hire another coach. Um, we don't, I didn't really see the boom I was expecting like Jan, uh, January 1st. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I think like, Gyms like us that don't really charge $20 a session, we don't really get that kind of boom that people think. Yeah. Um, but I really just think that people, um, but A, more people are investing in fitness ever in America. So we're kind of seeing that uptick. More, more people are getting involved in fitness. Um, but I really think that just the, the city I live in, they're, they're doing fairly well at really bringing in small businesses and getting young entrepreneurs together. So I've been able to network with other businesses like a chiropractor. Um, and also our, I guess our gym is kind of sponsored by another business called debt before dishonor. They're a clothing company. Um, and we, we went to high school together and he had a bunch of equipment. And so we just kind of like, Hey man, I have this space, I have the equipment, let's kind of combine forces yeah. And his brand has a lot of followers. And nice. so we just kind of combined forces and really it's, it, it, it's worked out well. There was a little bit of bumping heads at first. You bring, again, you bring another guy, Gonna he has one vision and it is essentially two brands yeah. kind of making their mark in one space. We kind of had to find that balance, but now, you know, it's uh it's going well. I really don't have much complaints to the, at this point, I think like the ship, the, the, the ship is cruising. I just got to kind of keep up with it. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you, man. I yeah. hear you for sure. Uh, what is, you brought up the town of Lawton. What is that competitive landscape like other gyms near you, you know, within five to seven miles? What's that like for you guys? There are no gym really around us. There was a CrossFit gym, but again, they didn't really make it past COVID. There was a powerlifting gym. Hmm. Um, they didn't make it through COVID, unfortunately. There is a F45 they just opened. It's like Marky Mark's gym. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they're all the way on the other side. And they're, and like, so we have so much space that we can really accommodate. Like in yeah. one room, we'll have a CrossFit class. The other room, we have a whole football team. The other room, yeah. we have people doing powerlifting. Yeah. So just our space and the amount of people that we can accommodate really makes us above the rest when it comes to London. Because yeah. the other gyms just don't have the yeah. space or equipment that we have. <laughs> you can do like three classes at one in one hour, which is like, right. Tripling, tripling exactly. Hour, which they yeah. can only do one because yeah, they go with uh, the smaller space, you know, maybe lower overhead, but just one class an hour. So yeah, you guys have that unique ability to, to maximize and to, to add a, probably add a bunch of members if you really want to, you know, which is awesome, man. So, and uh, what is like population there? I know you said it's a big military town, which makes it pretty transient. You know, guys, girls from in and out. 
what is like the regular population of lawn? You know, even ballpark figure. I think we're at 900,000 people oh, wow. in lawn. I think so. Yeah, I can go. We're, we're, we're pretty big for Oklahoma. I think yeah. we're the, yeah. <laughs> pretty big, man. That's pretty big. Yeah. Very cool. So, yeah, so yeah, definitely can attract a bunch of people. So, yeah. with all that being said, man, what is like the next 12 months um, look like for you as far as goals you like to achieve within the business? Uh, maybe one or two things you're looking to kind of knock out of the park in this next year. Um, I would like for the, the GPP class to grow a little bit. We kind of bring the GPP class, uh, kind of market that towards the new PT test in the military. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of, yeah. So like you want to get better the new PT test, this class will cover all the basic skills that you need cool. to succeed. Yeah. That's kind of our marketing strategy going forward. Um, I um, I would just like to kind of keep the ship going. But my, my, my biggest thing is like, I want to take care of the people underneath me that make it, that make my life easier, right? So now yeah. my goal is not necessarily to like increase, I want to increase the capacity of the business so that I could better take care of the people that make my life, you know, possible and, and easier. Yeah, man, um, sure. Yeah, yeah um, really just, I guess I agree to something just, I'm almost done paying off some business loans. So my goal is to pay off those loans. And then when I get that extra capital, use that to kind of put in back to either marketing or new equipment. Yeah, sure, man. Just paying my, pay, paying my employees a little bit more. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. So then Christopher, do you see your, your role here now? You said when you started the business, you were coaching. Wife was running yeah. like the, the back end, we'll call it. So uh, is the end goal or end game or next step Basically, you're in that CEO role, working on the business and not in the business 24-7, right? Kind of what you just alluded to. Uh, well, so that that's kind of the existential crisis I'm going through in my life right now. Yeah. It's kind of, I don't know what way. So I felt like the past two years or so, I felt like I've definitely improved as a business owner, but I definitely don't feel like I've improved as a coach. And I very much got into this business because I like, I like people. I like talking to people. I like working with people. Yeah. So sometimes I get a little bummed because I find myself just in the office doing office work all the time. So I got I got to kind of discover where my role will be in the future. Do I take on more coaching and have someone run my baby for me? Right. Or um, I I I really want to go I really want to go back to school for my master's. Okay. So I'm kind of grooming one of my co coaches, Carlos. He. Yeah. He's been with me under a year, so I kind of grooming him to kind of take up more load. In an ideal world, I would work with the very competitive athletes sure, sure. and then the very kind of like broken athletes. Yeah. You know, not that I work with them, but I still want to coach. But I want we have we have a couple athletes that have qualified for nationals. Nice. So I want to get into that higher level of coaching and then know that there's someone that's running the business for me and that the business is the business is the business is fine. So that's kind of, I think the direction I would like to go. Yeah, that makes sense. And like you said, it's always like, a, it's always like tough. We get into it because we love coaching, you know, especially mm -hmm. that athlete, if you will, or higher level mm -hmm. athlete, then yeah, our time gets limited and like we still have to run this business. So yeah, just like to find that perfect balance for you. Right. It's kind of the, which, which we love to have happen here. Uh, you know, big picture type stuff. So man, yeah, that's awesome. Play sounds, play sounds great, man. If I was closer to you, I'd definitely come and, yeah, man, we'd love to have you. There, you know, I'm never in Oklahoma for sure, but um, I think that's a great place to wrap it up, Christopher. Where can the listeners find you on social media, website, all that good stuff? Where can we check you out? 
Oh, so we have our we have our Facebook and our uh, Instagram and our, our website. Um, pretty much, I'm, I'm usually on there hanging out. I'm usually usually I'm just at the gym. I'm the gym forever hanging out there. We have a I, I call them a, a group of goobers. At two thirty, we have all our baseball kids come in. You know, fourteen, fifteen years old. So I'm usually there, making sure they're not being a bunch of hooligans. You know, <laughs> yeah. Right, together. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember those guys. We I trained a lot of like a local high school, like soccer team, basketball, yeah, team, lacrosse, the same thing. Yeah, you know, it's like the, yeah. the lacrosse guys are the craziest, and the hockey. Yeah, guys, there's something else. <laughs> yeah, we 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 really love our, our group of young athletes at the gym. Yeah. They uh they spend a lot of time there, and yeah. but you know I I rather I rather than be there than on the streets getting in trouble. You know, yeah, so yeah. It's right. Yeah. It's a great thing after school. It's like, it's beautiful. And they get fitter, yeah. healthier, more confidence. You know the deal. It's, it's all great stuff, man. So, no, really cool. Appreciate it. What was, uh, what was the Instagram handle again? I don't think you said that. Is it Southwest Barbell? Yeah, South Southwest Barbell. Cool. Beautiful. Give me, I'll give you guys a follow here once we get off. But, uh, yeah, Christopher, appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. I wish you guys the best of luck. The place sounds awesome. All right, man. You got it, bro. All the listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords, we're out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Jim Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple. Cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us today is the one, the only, Jim Washko out of Pennsylvania. What's going on, Jim? How are you doing today? JJ, how are you? I'm always good. It's Monday. We're having some fun. You're here with me, but I have a great time. Am I right? <laughs> Absolutely. And JJ, thank you for having me on. I greatly appreciate it. By all Looking means, forward to you. this. <laughs> thank you for what you do and thank you for still being open. <laughs> so let's, oh, uh, yeah. let's dive right into it. And before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on at your facility, uh, first tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you get started in the first place? Um, you know, my business, uh, I came up with uh, – I, I want to do uh, personal training, but more of a group setting. You know, I love uh, to work with um, many people at once. I love the camaraderie. I love the competition. I love the socialization of it. Um, and I love to be around people. You know, it's a great feeling. It makes my day shorter. Um, and that's kind of my aspect of what I kind of how my business model is. I don't per yeah. se see one person at a time. I like to see a couple people at a time. Um, I got started in this business um, back in about 1995. 
um, I was a competitive power lifter. And uh, uh, my trainer partner at the time and I, we decided to uh, open up a gym. So, um, and at the same time, uh, we both were full-time deputy sheriffs. So uh, our business model that we decided to open up was um, we would only have gym hours from 5 p.m. Uh, to about 10 p.m. because we both work full-time day shift. And then on the weekends, we would open from nine to five. So our business model back then, of course, was, you know, to make it the best gym that we could, uh, provide a quality gym. And that's when I kind of really started my personal training. So I took on clients uh, as much as I could for that time frame. Um, and uh, if we can uh, make enough money to pay our bills, if we can uh, have some money in our pockets, that was kind of our philosophy about um, the gym at that time. Um, and we owned the gym from uh, 1995 to about 2001. Now, 2001, 9-11 happened. And our obligations as deputy sheriffs, uh, we decided to close the gym and we sold our business. So that, that's kind of how I really got started and my itch started uh, to, to be a gym owner. Yeah. Yeah, totally, Jim. And I think, uh, well, number one, thank you for all you've done in the past, right? I mean, I think being the deputy sheriff and even during 9-11, I mean, I was a little young for that, but I know the, the impact and, and what you've done for the country in general. I mean, that's, I mean, can't thank you enough for that. Seriously. Um, You're welcome. And now diving into um, the facility here at USFF, um, you know, do you offer strictly group coaching or do you offer any other services? Well, my, it's, it's, you wouldn't, I don't want to categorize it as a, a, a group training. Everybody that comes in my facility I personally write their program out and everybody, wow. let's say there's five people in my gym. They are doing five individual programs that I have written up for them. Nobody does the same. It's not group class. Gotcha. So they're not coming in. It's not like some gyms that are out there. You go in there and you do your workout of the day or you're, um, or you're a boot camp or anything like that. So, Everybody that comes in, they get an individualized program for them. And I have people from all walks of life. I have, of course, I have law enforcement firemen. I have marathon runners. I have ex-military. I have a dentist. I have husbands, wives, ordinary people, people that just don't want their life to suck. They come to me um, and then I get them ready. I get them ready to do whatever they want. So yeah. that's how my business model is. It's a lot of hard work. There's not too many facilities out there like that, but it's something that over years, you know, it took me, uh, you know, years to develop a program like that. That works for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. And um, now let's say uh, if I wanted to join myself, right, I came in, I'll use myself as the avatar. If I walked in and I wanted to join, what would I have to pay to get started? Uh, my basic price is $180 a month. And that gives nice. you uh, 12 visits. Okay. Yeah. A month. Yeah. Yeah. So initially, right. if you would, if you would want to come and join the gym, I would obviously have a conversation with you. You know, I would uh, interview you. I want to listen to your goals. 
I want to listen to your exercise history. If you even exercise before, I get people that never exercised before. And then I have people that are heavy hitters. They, you know, they've been around the block and they just want to do something a little different. You know, what, any injuries in the past, ligaments, joints, tendons, muscles, what did you break anything? Did you tear anything operated on? I want to know everything about your history. What's your strengths? You know, do you like to squat or bench or whatever, run or whatever? What's your weaknesses? So I interview you, you know, and then what I do is I usually give everybody three free visits within those three free visits. You know, I get to know them. They get to know me. I get to see, I, I put them through um, various movements, tasks, workouts, and I look for their impairments. I assess them. So a lot of things go, a lot of things go on within those first three visits. And, and I always give that opportunity for people to at least see if this is what they want. And after three visits, if they want to stay, then they start paying. If not, no hard feelings. Um, yeah. I'm not for everybody. And, I, you know, so that's the way I kind of do things. But a lot of what I do is just listening to, to your clients. You have to listen to, their, to them. You have to listen to what they're trying to tell you, listen what they want. And I usually go from there. Yeah. And on the topic of clients, you know, um, how do you typically go about finding your new clients? JJ, I've been very, very blessed. I, I, my facility is on a main road. So I literally, and I have a sign out mm. there with my number on it. So I get calls. I, I get at least one to two calls a month. Um, and fortunately, you know, I, I've been able to retain clients um, and for some reason or another, if somebody leaves, I get a call from somebody else. So I've been blessed with that. I've tried uh, advertising in the past. Uh, it, it never really, it never really made me any more money or any less. I just am lucky that I live on a, a busy street and people, people come uh, uh, and call or come in, you know, at least, uh, you know, one, like I said, once or twice a month. Um, yeah. But it's then it's, it's at that point if I want to take somebody on or not at this point. Yeah, and that's true. And I, I know you said, I mean, what was that number that you could hypothetically handle? That was that top, that top maximum. Uh, uh, I currently have 60 clients. So my max that I can handle personally is about 70, 75. Now, the pre the pandemic, I had seven about seven between 70 and 75. That was my limit. I was very happy with that. Um, so, after, you know, after COVID, you know, I, I lost some clients and, and a lot of my clients were elderly. But believe it or not, half of my clients are 50 and over. So, I mean, people have not come back yet because of that. And I'm slowly trickling some of those clients back. So I'm down about 15 clients, but again, they're slowly trickling back in. Um, and the clients that, you know, have not been back yet, they've been clients of mine for more than five years. So I, sometimes I'm at a point of, you know, if I take more people on and then these people want to come back, am I going to be able to handle all that? So I'm, I'm going to give it a little bit more time, you know, because we're not, quite out of this yet. And so I'm going to give a little bit more time before I 
start doing other different things, you know, as far as maybe advertise more or something like that. But right yeah. now I'm, I'm, I'm getting through my, my days. And would you want to go past 75 or do you think 75? 75 is my cut. limit. Uh, I mean, yeah. other than, you know, if I would uh, want to hire somebody and at this point right now, um, it's always in the back of my mind, you know, but it's, it's, it's not going to happen right now though. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then so now let me ask this, do you do all the selling yourself currently? I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Do you do all the selling yourself currently? I do. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. I do all the selling myself. So walk me through that client journey, right? So if I was a lead, not really a client, but I was interested in joining, what would that sales process to becoming a client look like? Um, basically, I would always tell them that when you come in my facility, I'm gonna, I am going to give you a very personalized program. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to, again, try to present to you um, what you want and also what I think you need. You know, people come in and if they have an impairment of some sort or they have some lagging injuries, you know, I'm going to tell them that I'm going to address them. Um, and then I'm going to try to get them, you know, where they where they want to be. And uh, and with those three free visits, you know, I you know, people are going to see, you know, how passionate I am about this. Um, and that's my selling product. My my selling yeah. is is me. Um. And, and the way I do things. And that's why I give people an opportunity to see what I do at no cost. Well, and that, it's been working pretty that. good. Yeah, because they're buying, they're buying you, you know, and that's Absolutely. the honest truth. And uh, I think uh, this will probably be the last question before we close out here. Let me ask you this. What's the bigger picture? What's the overarching goal uh, for you and WSFF? Well, I, I'm looking forward to definitely get my clientele up back to 70 around there. Um, I've always think, I always thought about, uh, and, and, uh, about, you know, maybe moving to a bigger facility, but right now during the times I'm going to keep that, you know, as is, um, I definitely will increase my pricing over time. You know, that's one of my big goals. I'm still not at a price rate that I want to be. So in time that's going to come up and that's going to help me out. I definitely want to do. Uh, online programming. I want to put my programs online and sell them. That's a, that's been a big major goal of mine for the last couple of years. It's just getting to do that. And also um, I, I do have uh, I do put out some uh, clothing line that I, I sell within a gym. Um, but th my biggest things is definitely my programming online. Um, I think that could be a big seller for me uh, without gotcha. having me work another, you know, 20 hours. I'm already putting in 65 hours a week, 70 hours a week on a regular basis to begin with. So. Yeah. Well, you know what, Jim, I think that's a, a pretty good place to start wrapping things up on this episode. But before we sign out here, uh, shout out your website, Jim, you know, where can listeners find more about you in the gym? Well, the best place to get in touch with me right now would be Instagram. Um, so it's uh West side underscore functional underscore fitness. So that's my Instagram. My website is just being redone, so it's not up yet. And uh, oh, it's not. It's it's not up yet. You said yeah, it's been down. So one of my goals was to get that done uh, pre-pandemic, but um, uh, because of that, um, 
I haven't been able to do that. So definitely uh, Instagram would be the best way. Gotcha, Jim. Awesome, man. So uh, other than that, I think uh, I, we appreciate your time. Jesus. Hold on one second, Jim. I know I can see my Zoom is acting up over here. Yep. My apologies. No so problem. look, Jim, we absolutely appreciate your time and look forward to what you can do down the road. And we appreciate your contribution to the podcast as well. Um, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very shortly. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.